You heard it here first. <laughs> What's up? This Welcome. is the Mediocre Podcast. We are mediocre at best. Yes. I've got Chris to my left. Here I Dan am. And to my front. There he is. We've got some coffee. Yeah. We've got a hot, steaming, melt-your-face-off take that we're going to dive into. We only do hot takes now. We only do hot takes we're now. We're a hot take kind of band. <laughs> when we had like some not-that-hot takes that were just good opinions, we had less fun. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> arguing is so much fun. Uh, we got an unsolicited hot take wow. in our DMs um about a week ago and we have is it would you say melded over is that the correct term no or is it melted no over i don't know <laughs> melted i've never heard either we of those were, we were melted over this hot take we were melted i always think like we melted over it like we sat on it and melted in order to fully envelop <laughs> the the concept the concept yeah i we melted over it so we'll dive into that um as a teaser, did you mean mold? Like mold, molded over, over it, no, mold. like black mold. Yeah, yeah, black mold. <laughs> Are you mean like mulling something mold. over, like, like mulling, mold. like yeah. mulling spices? I think yeah. it's M U L L E D. Yeah, I don't mold. know, man. Which is like I don't know. letting something simmer in a pot for a long time. Right, you mull it, you mull, mull it, it over. over. Yeah, I mean, sure, yeah, okay. Uh, so we why, melted over this. That's why I melted. <laughs> I'm here to learn, boys. <laughs> uh, as a teaser for the take, and then we'll get into it in detail. It's about jazz. Ooh, hot jazz. Is that jazz? Hot I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll find out. First, it's coffee time. It's coffee time. Coffee yeah. time with mediocre talk at best. Coffee time with mediocre at best. Walk us through the brew. Can we so, get a jingle for coffee time for next? Coffee Next time. Episode. Coffee yeah. time. We'll work on that. Welcome to our coffee time. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how's it going? It's really short. <laughs> yeah, I like that it's jingle. Good. Top quality. It's not very jingle. melodic Thanks, either. It's, it's really yeah, monotonous. It's kind of one note, but coffee time. Coffee time. But we'll go in, but and the, we'll put like some crazy. The harmony is going to be insane. Yeah. 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 Speaking of jazz. Jazz. Ah, jazz. So you want to talk us to Damn. the brew? Yeah, <laughs> the brew uh, is Edgar Arazo from Black and White Coffee Roasters right here in in good old Wake Forest, North Carolina. The good old U.S. of A. Good old born in the U.S.A. U.S. of A. Yeah, U.S. of My bad. Um, and this one is from Santa Barbara, Honduras. That's California. Ooh. Uh. uh <laughs> My bad. I think they messed up. I think. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a typo. They messed up. Obviously, <laughs> it's obviously from California. Um, so, like most weeks that we do now, mm-hmm. you guys have to de- guess the, the tasting notes. All right. Yep. Um. Right off the bat. Yeah. 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 Jump off the back. Uh, orange. Okay. Kind of orangey. Yeah. Um. Definitely that citrusy vibe going on here citrusy vibe yeah i'm getting citrus i don't want to say sour apple because we said it last week but i'm mm. tasting it okay i mean without seeing the notes i saw that the bag is green it is That's green, true which makes you me to think say, sour apple you know granny smith uh kiwi you know, limes uh limes yeah i was gonna say limes um 
you know, aloe. Uh, you know, grass. Aloe. Yeah, grass. <laughs> um, pine. Piney. Pine. Okay. Yeah, piney. Yeah. Pine. Yeah. Really? No. You're getting pine? No, it's just green. We're just saying because it's oh. green. Oh, okay. <laughs> You know, aloe's green. Aloe vera. It tastes like aloe vera. <laughs> have you have y'all had aloe vera juice though? No, because uh, it's not yes. bad on my body for yeah, a sunburn. It's kind of weird, but yeah, it's not bad though. It's not bad. That's true. So y'all got yeah. Give me your three, Sam. What you got? Um, I, I so I got the citrus. I'm just gonna say general citrus, like orange grapefruit, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of deal. Um. There's a a bit of a floral character, mm-hmm. and a little bit of nuttiness. A as nutty, well. a nutty flavor. Yeah, slight nut, not not peanut butter. No, like that one. Yeah, nutty like macadamia, Ooh. like more in the mouth feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Did you say like a cashew, Chris? You got you got a three? Sure, yeah. yeah uh, cashew butter. I was. <sighs> So you said Granny Smith. Sip. <laughs> <must say. laughs> uh, like, yeah, I said cough syrup. Si- said sour apple. Sour apple. Um, uh, it's it's hard. I don't like. I said last week. I'm really bad <laughs> at tasting notes. Just give a wild guess. Give me a wild three. So I was gonna say sour apple, pistachio. Okay. Because there's like I. I get the nuttiness, but it's not like a normal nut. Mm-hmm. It's like pistachio ice cream or good old fashioned boomer pistachios. Boomer pistachios. What's like your you, What's you your third? Crack them and eat them. Um, third, let me give it another shot. Yeah. By the way, shout out to Justin, whose name we thought was Matt for half of the evening. Oh yeah, for asking us to bring back sipping into the mic. That's true. Yeah, he, he really he enjoyed it, it, and he was upset when we stopped doing it. I would say almost like a like a caramel candy. Okay. Okay. I can see that. That makes sense. So the tasting notes they have are apricot, okay. which okay. I don't know if you would say this, but I would say kind of has a caramely flavor. It has that yeah. savoriness to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it also is like a... It's got the earthiness of a, like stone fruit yeah. in general. But I can't, I can't just like imagine the flavor of an apricot right now i think peaches mm. immediately yeah because it's pretty similar to a peach but i haven't had one in so long that i don't know yeah it's kind of like a sour dried peach yeah uh and then raisin mm. which is kind of the sour flavor yeah so y'all were getting some of that and then almond hey. which i feel like Nut nuttiness house. winner winner <laughs> almond dinner it's pretty close i mean we're you're being pretty generous though well, we, we were kind of all. Hey, we both said nutty though. This is we only our second time doing this. That's true. Yeah, and so I expect you know first few times. Yeah, well, third. If time, you got but... if you got the category, I feel like that's that's pretty close. Yeah, but as we refine our palate, of course, soon you'll be kicked out of the podcast if you don't get every single one <laughs> yeah, right. Soon, yeah, and then we're gonna have to bring Justin on. <laughs> yeah. Also, shout out to Matt, whose real name is Matt, for letting me yeah, use but... his, his sticks the other night. <laughs> If you're True. listening, thanks for that. These are our boys a, at uh, King Moody Band. Yeah. Big up to King Moody and Friendly Reminder. Yeah. yeah Had a yeah. great time with them the other night. Slims was popping. Sorry you missed it. We might um, we might be back. 
Well, at least we'll we'll be back with them at some point. Maybe not as Slims. <laughs> yeah. But maybe. Yeah. You'll just have to wait and hey, see. You never know. So <laughs> I'm gonna read this take. Let's and hear it. we'll just we'll just we'll jump we'll jump off with a general response to the take. Okay. And then we can dig into more specifics. Okay. So this is the unsolicited hot take regarding jazz that we got. And he said, hot take incoming. Oh. I couldn't wait for the poll. Ah. Jazz, speaking broadly, covering all the fusions, et cetera, nowadays. First caveat. Yeah, yeah, all, wait, One word in, we're caveating. Yeah, hedging. Jazz is much more intellectual and lacks a lot of the substance that speaks to the listener's heart. To which I responded, do you kiss your mother with that mouth? <laughs> <laughs> and what did he say to that? And then he said... Not to say that there aren't artists out there that combine both, but I think there's a big shift towards the shred and theory part of the craft that leaves some of the feeling behind. Hmm. 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 Let me melt melt over that for a second. Yeah, melt over this for a second. I want to take the first portion of this. Yeah. Kind of dissect it piece by piece. Yeah. Jazz is much more intellectual. Therefore lacks the substance that speaks to the listener's heart because it's intellectual is essentially the opinion yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so our first our initial thoughts on that. yeah like the premise do we agree with the premise itself no i <laughs> well i i would agree that like it doesn't have to be intellectual question, well, no, it, or it doesn't just, have it doesn't, to not be emotional well, no, what I'm saying is like, if it's just because it's intellectual, doesn't mean it has to not speak to the heart. Like, that's not like, so, but I don't think that's what he's saying. Yeah. I think he's saying a lot of times people value the intellectual part of it more than like the, the feeling. It's like they abandon the feeling, which we're going to have to define some terms with feeling because I don't know what that means. Right. Yeah. But like they abandon the feeling in favor of technical, choppy, intellectual, quote unquote, sounds. Hmm. 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 Which is that, I mean, that's that's a harder take to just be like, yeah, I, I agree or disagree. So I don't know. So I want to speak to this yeah, speak from to my, my own personal Melt experience with music. Because I tend to experience more emotions in response to instrumental yeah or quote what he might call intellectual music is that just because you're more intellectual than him <laughs> obviously wow so this this take took me back to a moment that me and chris had back in college mm. mm-hmm. y'all remember college when was that a couple months ago but <laughs> hey for you for me yeah for you a couple months plus some for y'all but this was maybe sophomore year. Me and Chris would do this thing where we would go and sit in one of our cars yeah. at night and play music, as in listen to music. Yeah. Because, you know, in the dorms, you know, you can't be too loud at night. So we would go sit in the car in like our dumpy 1990s car speakers and listen to music. I think we, and, did we both have a radio transmitter? Yeah. Yeah, you plug, we were you both plug using your phone into the radio, radio transmitter. Yeah, you know, it may have been when I had the like 
the cassette tape converter that has. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh yes. that's right. Yeah, I had that too. I had you know a litany of options available to me, <laughs> but I think this time was in my car, and we were listening to music. And at one point, you said, "Hey, let's each listen to a song that makes us cry." <laughs> <laughs> and you yeah. put on i don't remember what you put on it was some song about somebody whose like wife died or yeah, something. something it was like, like a, that, yeah. a an old country western song and i put on firth the fifth <laughs> yeah yeah by genesis <laughs> two very different songs yeah off of I uh, selling england by the pound i think and when the guitar solo hit is the moment that I lost my composure. <laughs> you remember this. Oh, yeah. And I shed tears when Steve Hackett hit the solo because that solo for me had so much like context through my upbringing and like how I learned music and things that my dad taught me and like the way that he brought me up in the craft the instrumentals in that song spoke to me emotionally. And then the song you played for me that was lyrical, like, it, I was like, yeah, right, that's pretty right. sad, huh? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't speak to me emotionally. So I say all that to say that my emotional response maybe is different from, you know, our boys here, but it seemed to me like this instrumental, like, bending toward intellectual complex rhythms and meters and interesting melodies and progressions etc are speaking to my feelings more than what he might say speaks to a lot of other people's feelings in like lyrical content and i don't know like what else maybe it's hard to know exactly what our listener here means but i see what you're saying yeah well, that do song you remember, is pretty jazzy. Do you remember your song, Chris? I think I think it was uh Elephant by Jason Isbell. Yeah, I was when when you said mm. some guy whose wife died, I thought <laughs> it's probably Jason Isbell. It wasn't even it wasn't his wife. I think it was like his girlfriend had cancer. Yeah. And it's like I yeah. mean uh, which yeah. that that gets me also it's a great song. It's a sad song. It's a really sad song, yeah. but that gets me more than Firth of Fifth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Now y'all got me fair. thinking what Dude. song, what's my emotional song? What's your emotional song, Dan? <sighs> I don't know. It's hard to say. Mm. I think I'd have to I'd have to think on that. Maybe that's another podcast. <laughs> what songs make you cry? <laughs> See, another song that hits me emotionally is A Little Bit of Everything by Dawes. Oh yeah? Does yeah. that one that one gets yeah. you? That one because yeah, like I, I can see that. It's like it's kind of a story, like a little bit, and it's pretty sad. Yeah, I mean, well, each verse is a different vignette. Yeah, of somebody going through like just something emotionally kind of trying, but it's like a regular kind would of a regular say, occurrence. Would you say a vignette? A vignette? Would you say a beignet? A beignet? It's an emotional vin- beignet. <laughs> <laughs> would you say a you know bidet? the powdered sugar of sadness? <laughs> An emotional beignet. <laughs> <laughs> Those can be emotional. I've heard. Yeah, I don't they, know. Sure, they sure can be. Can you? Th- I honestly, I feel like Dan. <sighs> Winter in My Heart by the Ava Brothers. That is a good one. Because you told me you had a sad, uh, I don't know, experience with that song. Uh, I don't remember that. So I I don't remember you you telling, or I don't remember saying that, but it's very possible. 
I mean, I liked that song. It wasn't really super emotional, though. It's a sad right. song. It's good lyrics. Um, yeah. I, Probably something... Like, I can't think of any particular songs right now, but probably something more on the side of, like, the music itself and the melody and the harmony is what's going to get me more than really good lyrical content, yeah, yeah. even though I really like that. Um, Probably, like, some Brian John Appleby might, yeah, might take me back because it has a nostalgia factor. Yeah. I feel like you need, like certain layers and nostalgia will cause that emotional response. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to say. Yeah. I feel like I'd have to plumb the, uh, the depths of my listening habits. Yeah. yeah. You can plumb so those. So something about all these songs that we were listing, none of them are jazz. Well, that's right. true. So, well, first the yeah. fifth is kind of jazzy. It has first jazz fusion is very jazzy, but I wouldn't put it in the jazz category. It's not jazz though. Yeah. So, it seems like more broadly, so that was just an initial, I feel like, us talking about what elicits emotional responses from us, but I think that what he's getting at here is that jazz lacks what some aspect of the music that elicits physical or emotional responses from people in any form, like, not necessarily emotionally or, like, sad responses but something that draws you in like connecting to someone's emotion almost like it speaks to your heart yeah that's the wording he he used yeah and he's saying that jazz like by nature does not do that see my response to that would be have you heard jazz right because (laughs) like he's not saying by nature he's just saying a lot of the new stuff isn't well that was his like after I like that's his caveat, yeah. Like after I like kind of came down hard on him <laughs> by saying <laughs> he kind of backed off. Was like, well, I'm I'm not saying that there can't be both. I th- I think that's what he meant the whole time. That's I probably think, what I think he, he was already typing that second response yeah, sure. when but, you said that. But Could be. What I prefer to do is take the most polarizing yeah, straw man. Uh, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because that's fun. Because <laughs> no, you're right. He's like, not saying all jazz does or does not X. are you gonna tell me that when you hear autumn leaves that that doesn't hit you oh, come on or <laughs> my funny valentine yeah. i mean no there's definitely like like a lot of that classic stuff has more of like a i, I see where he's coming yeah from. and that if we think like like a lot of classic jazz tunes which was more poppy in a way and definitely less chops uh oriented yeah um it seems like until like bebop came around, a lot of it was like very just what's like a smooth, soulful thing to listen yeah. to. Yeah. Y'all remember when jazz was pop music? Yeah, I no, sure don't. I remember that. I wasn't. I remember that like it was before I yeah. was born. But I mean, you're right. His second statement here, he talks about specifically shred and theory. Yeah. Now we've talked about chops versus what? What was it? Vibes. Vibe? Vibe and chops. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. We've spoken about that, but I guess what he's saying here is, and he said jazz as an encompassing. It's like I'm thinking snarky puppy all the way to like sun gazer. Sun gazer calls themselves jazz. Yeah. Like, yeah, etc. Basically, are you talking about Berkeley funk? 
which I think that's, that's what it seems like. <laughs> fusion, which is yeah. like yeah. that's a real thing. Yeah, that I d- I kind of agree with him on. Now here's the thing: is that I I have noticed that when people don't understand a genre very well, don't understand the formal aspects, don't understand the harmonic aspects, yeah. don't understand like what to expect from a genre, they won't be able to make that emotional connection with the music because they just don't get it. I think a lot of people have that even for just like normal jazz because they don't understand that yeah, there's a yeah. melody and then people will take a solo on the melody. They don't understand what's happening, so it just sounds like chaotic noise yeah. to them to a degree. So what they essentially respond with is, that's impressive, but it doesn't speak to Exactly. Me. Yeah. However, I think once you can understand or appreciate music, not necessarily play it, but just like music appreciation yeah. class type of thing, <laughs> once you can understand yeah. like what is happening and you get more familiar with the music, I feel like you can start to make that connection with it. And maybe that's one of the cool things about music is that a piece of music can exist and you can hear it and each time you hear it, you like are peeling back the layers yeah. of like meaning, quote unquote, yeah. in the music. I feel like if I were to rephrase like the word feeling as we start thinking through this, yeah, I feel like maybe the best way to interpret this is musicality. Yeah. So jazz lacks musicality and makes up for that in like chops and technical ability. And I can definitely think of a lot of artists who would fall in that, like it's impressive, but there's not much musicality to this. Who are you thinking? So I'm thinking like Thomas Lang as a drummer. Yeah. Now he's not like, Everybody likes Thomas Lang. He's great. But when I listen to him, it's just a lot of like, it's just fast playing and just a lot of 16th and 32nd notes. And it's just a lot. And I listen to him play and I'm like, eh, like it's impressive, but I'm not getting any anything from this. Would you put Momstein in this category? <sighs> yes. <laughs> like, but. <laughs> but no. I Yeah. Yes, I would. Momstein, but I'm not even that impressed by Momstein's. Well, play. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but people are objectively impressed. though. Objectively, he's very fast, chops. very technical, but it just doesn't sound good. Like, yeah, there's no musicality. There, there is music happening, but the more abstract musicality of it is lacking. Whereas somebody like Chan, mm-hmm. for instance, yeah, you know, Matt Gartska, Animals as Leaders. Benny Greb, like there are tons of chops there and ridiculous technical ability. But the main focus is the finished product of yeah. the music. Not that you're trying out this technique that is very difficult and you just made that a whole song, but you're using it in the context of I want to make good music. And I feel like that speaks to at least us. Yeah as musicians, a lot more in a lot of ways than like singer-songwriter, country music, pop music, etc. Yeah, but all those ones you just listed, with maybe with the exception of Benny Greb, some of Benny Greb's stuff is not jazz. I would consider Chan to Chan's fall like a in fusion the, type of a thing. So yeah. in the intellectual spectrum, which seems like what we're meaning 
according you, to this take by jazz. If you took, I guess the way that I... Because math rock isn't jazz. You well, know what I mean? See, I, see it kind of... It's see, jazz influence, and, I, and I'll give you that, but it's not... And I think like, that's what he's jazz saying. I would the say root. that Animals as Leaders plays a lot of jazz. Yeah. I would also say Matt Gartska, their drummer, also is in several jazz groups. Oh, yeah, and all, like, that's... I mean, what, Tosin Abasi? Like, he can play jazz, and I've heard him do yeah. it, but Animals as Leaders, like, their tracks... I would never classify them. I mean, as jazz. they don't call themselves a jazz band. I wouldn't primarily. I wouldn't say like, oh, they're jazz for sure. But if you, but you can't tell me brain dance isn't jazz. I mean, I don't know that one exactly. <laughs> I think, I think when when I hear jazz, I I think of harmony number one, right, and then number two is like instrumental proficiency and soloing, right, and improvisation being the key to that or things that sound improvised right and so if they have if you were to take like a chan song and just write the chords out on a lead sheet it's all going to be jazz chords you're going to get minor 11s you're going to get major 13s so to me that checks one box and then on top of that the way that they play over the instrumental is very not necessarily improvised because it's not but it's improvisational in nature. It sounds improvised in the sense that it's not a melody that's then just played. So to me, you can call something quote unquote like lowercase jazz, maybe. Like it's yeah. one of the genres it could like, fit in would I feel be like we're jazz. To anything jazz influenced well, it fits in this category. I don't I, know if that's I think that's what I he say was saying, though. Because, Anything jazz influence, though? Because he said, speaking broadly, covering all fusions, et cetera, nowadays, okay. yeah. of intellectual... Chan definitely, like, it can, you can throw him in the fusion category sometimes. So let's talk about Snarky Puppy. Okay. I there, think we I mean, can all agree that Snarky funk. Puppy is a jazz band. Jazz. So, here, so here's just uh, to kind of move things along a little bit. I, to prepare for this... I looked at like what is top on the jazz charts right now. What's being marketed as jazz genre? Mm-hmm. And um, Snarky Puppy is always it's they always put in jazz, and they're definitely like jazz in a lot of ways. Um, but they're not like when you compare them to everything else on the jazz charts. It's not like the same. It. Yeah, nothing yeah. like it. And it's not that they're not jazz. Um, it's just that I feel like in general the stuff you you have to be. The people who are marketed as jazz have to want that, first of all, and then have to be like in that uh, lineage. So like uh, the new artist, a uh, new um, album that just came out was Gregory Porter's new album, uh, which Gregory Porter, uh, jazz guy, plays piano, he sings, um, and he's been around for a while and he's in that like yeah. realm. Pat Metheny just came out with a new mm. single that's four tracks long. <laughs> 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 uh, that's amazing. Like I, I mean, I love Pat Metheny. Yeah. Um, but like all of these guys have been doing jazz for a long time. And there's a bunch of other artists too. What is <laughs> Barry Manilow just came out with a new what? album that I was like, <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. So I listened to it and it's still, it's him playing piano and singing, um, which is more along the lines of like Tony Bennett style or like, uh, even Sinatra. Yeah. Adult contemporary. Right. So it's not, it's not bebop. Um, but it's like, it's jazz in a way, but all of those, and those are like, that's the stuff that's like top jazz charts right now is very, very different Yeah, from yeah. Snarky Puppy, which is also in the jazz genre 
and even more different from like Chan, which is not in the jazz genre. Yeah, at yeah, all. yeah, yeah. So like, I just want to make the distinction. Oh, that's uppercase that, jazz. Yeah, right. That's, that's jazz, jazz. But then, like, Snarky Puppy is kind of in the middle there. Yeah, they are. Like, they are yeah. uppercase jazz, and that if you go to a, a record store, they're in the jazz section yeah. normally. They are still really different. So it's hard to it's hard to qualify. Yeah. Exactly. I think fusion's probably a more helpful term than Fusion, jazz yeah. is. But when I was listening, so just to, I'm going to keep talking for a minute because I, <laughs> I listened to a lot of stuff last night. Um, when I was listening to like just the stuff coming out more recently in the jazz genre, it's like it doesn't fit this. Uh, this intellectual? Hot take at all. No, no, mm. no. I, and not that it's not intellectual, like because there's still solo in some of the stuff, like Pat Metheny. I like Pat Metheny is fantastic and maybe one of the best guitarists to have ever lived. Yeah. But all of his albums to come out in the past like 15 years almost have been like very feel based. Yeah. And he'll, he'll play like a bunch of different instruments on it to get the melody to sound perfect. And it's beautiful melodies and beautiful harmonies and maybe a solo at the end. Yeah. Or like a bass solo that's like weird and like jilted, but not, but it's still in like a really beautiful and the, the timbre is always nice. Yeah. And he's like arguably one of the most like uh, true jazz artists that's still putting out stuff regularly. Yeah. He's always yeah. been jazz. Yeah. But um, when you go to the fusion side of things, that's where this starts getting more true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the, like yeah. the actual jazz genre, it's hard to find stuff that fits what our listeners saying, but fusion, there's a bunch of stuff out there yeah. that's just like, it just feels like madness and just like <laughs> yeah. trying to play the scale as fast as you can. And I think that goes back can. to, I think your description of Matheny goes back to what Dan said earlier, which was that if you have not developed like an understanding or appreciation to some level of what's going on there, like with some really like strange bass solo using a lot of techniques that you may have not heard before, if you don't understand and appreciate to some degree what's going on there, you hear that as like, this is choppy, but it's not speaking to me in any way. Right. If you well, do understand that there's like a melody going on here, there's a theme, it fits the overarching, um, I guess, narrative of the rest of the song and the mm-hmm. album, you can understand and appreciate that. And then that can speak to you in an emotional way. And there's a lot of musicality there if you get what's going on there. I think that's definitely true. As far as like Pat Metheny goes, though, um, it's like it's he basically doesn't do he's more traditional jazz than maybe some other artists, but still doing a lot of modern stuff. But I think playing outside is one of the things that like maybe fits this well. And like Pat Metheny and his guys rarely play outside. Yeah, and what that means? Yeah, they generally play inside the right. house. <laughs> so what what that means is like basically the traditional way to play things is like you you have a chord, you have these scales that work over the chord, or this triad or this arpeggio of some kind that works over this chord, and you would solo using that. But a new thing that people are doing is playing outside, meaning you're you use a completely different scale that shouldn't work or works in a really weird and jilted way, and you combine that with a couple other scales or whatever to, to make something that sounds really, that drags your ear away from the key that yeah. the song is in, and then hopefully back into the key that the song is in when you finish with your run or whatever. Um, but a lot of the, like, that type of stuff, to me, a lot of times, 
not like because I like it, but I feel like a lot of like what you were saying, it can sound just like straight up chops and like no use for it to a lot of people. Yeah. But Pat Metheny doesn't do that. Yeah. He just kind of he plays like inside, but in a very like interesting way. Yeah. I think playing jazz too. My experience with playing jazz is completely different from this. So when we play jazz as a band, mm-hmm. which we do, on occasion. La, you know, occasionally, as in a couple weeks ago, we did that. That feels to me in a lot of ways more of an experience that I am engaged with on multiple levels of my person. So the first level, obviously, like we're performing music. And in a lot of ways, some of the jazz that we play is fairly technical. Um, but playing jazz is so much different from playing like the pop stuff that we play or the straight up funk stuff that we play, the more rock inspired stuff. Because in jazz, there's so much freedom mm-hmm. to move around and there's a lot of improv that goes on. And I feel like when we would lock into an improv section, trade off solos or licks and just kind of play within the skeleton of this song that to me is more of an engaged experience yeah on a feelings level because now i am playing whatever like my feelings are telling me to play yeah yeah, yeah. and that is an avenue where you can explore that kind of stuff a lot more than if we play a rock tune where there's a set form we're playing that form. Maybe we extend a section for a solo, but that's the extent of how much we're going to yeah, like play with improvise it. over that. Yeah. Whereas in jazz, it's 50% a form and 50% improv. Yeah. And I think the improv is where the emotions and kind of the inner feelings start to come out more in our performance of the music. Yeah. If you guys would agree. I would, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think I that that definitely for me, playing the music having something like jazz or even something that is more technical but even has a set form like our songs or someone else's songs that's more of like closer to what we would consider fusion yeah often is more of like an engaged and at least fun experience yeah and we play a decent amount of ccm and right. a lot of the time, even though like the the songs are simpler, I think a lot of people share the opinion that they're not as engaging to a degree. Yeah. Like, especially playing them, you're more concerned about like, am I hitting the right note? Rather than if you're playing jazz or fusion, yeah. it's it's an experience and you're kind of creating something in the moment rather than just kind of like reproducing something. Yeah. So yeah. from the angle of a player, it's almost like flipped to what he's talking about, where like the simpler music almost feels like you're just reproducing, whereas the more complicated music feels like you're creating something. Yeah, and that's not... There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of pop artists and singer-songwriters who are going to have more of an emotional connection with the music and with their audience by performing songs that they have put a lot into in terms of the lyrical content. Yeah. And not saying that it's one or the other, but 
also not saying that it's one or the other, which I feel like is where the take starts to stray. See, the thing is, the head versus heart distinction is a Greek concept. Mm. And prior to the Greeks, there weren't even words to distinguish like the intellectual internal of a person and the like emotional internal life of a person. Yeah. It was just one thing. Yeah. And I think that distinction for me is always like connected. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like it doesn't have to be split. Exactly. Yeah. It's a false dichotomy to a degree. And also for me, when I like am listening something to something that's technical but it's also tasteful, that's like the height of musicality oh, yeah. to me. Yeah. Is like you can have stuff that's got a ton of groove, but it's really simple and it's really tasteful, and that stuff is nice. But nothing hits quite like a lick that just goes hard, but is tasteful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I think maybe that's the distinction of like why I'm different as a musician or as someone who listens to music in a specific way. Yeah. So it's cool if you like dumb music, but that's <laughs> but that's wrong. I think we kind of have to wrap up. Yeah, but it's about that it time. It seems like what we're all saying can be boiled down pretty easily to whatever music you gravitate toward and like and tend to listen to is probably what you are going to respond to emotionally the most. Yeah, that that tends to be true. So if for it's a lot fusion, of things. yeah, if it's fusion, jazz, funk, drone et music, etc., drone. That's probably what you're going to respond to. But if you're not really into jazz and fusion, you're probably not going to respond in the same way that we are, even to hot quote high intellect (laughs) music. So yeah, I would essentially reverse this take if I could, and say because he's more like there are artists, or he's. I'm not saying that there aren't artists who do both. But then when we asked, he couldn't really name us any. Ooh. So it was like, he's saying like, yeah. it's rare and they're few and far between the artists who can pull off um, high technicality and high musicality. I would almost reverse that and say that there's plenty of artists who do that. And the outliers are those who can't do yeah. both, who are on one or the other end of the spectrum. I think that's true. Right. But I I want to, in closing thoughts, Ooh, in I close want to it. say... That and close some, your thoughts. I feel like there's some uh, songs, even just like just to keep it simple, that are intended to just be a technical exercise. Sure. And they're not intended to move you emotionally necessarily. Like Although, an etude. Exactly. Maybe. I mean, sometimes etudes. There's are, a lot love, of. There's, there's a, a lot of etudes that go hard. That's true. Yeah. And there's a lot of etudes that are like slow and beautiful melodies exactly. too. But um. I, I feel like there are like I feel like a lot of Berkeley funk. Yeah. Like that that kind of stuff. Like I feel like that kind of fits this mold in some way, but it's kind of just intended to be like a technical workout. Yeah. Yeah. It's more in- the intention kind of is to impress the listener, exactly. not to make an emotional like connection with the exactly. listener. Yeah. Although that may do that sometimes. And it can. sometimes impressing people makes them emotionally <laughs> yeah. connected to you. Yeah. But a lot of times it's just to show like, oh, we can we can do stupid harmony yeah. on a pop song. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And then you just do it once. It's kinda like the um like uh um David Dockery. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I wouldn't say that What'd that you say dirty, lo- dirty Loops kind of fits into this category? Maybe, but the, some of that stuff was... I don't know. Yeah, it is really good. <laughs> but, you know, I don't think, like, David Dockery... When they hit the beat? Or, like, like, when Mono Neon covers the covers Just the before videos. the beat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right before it. It's like... <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Like, and, that's not moving, but it's, like, technically cool, and yeah. we like it. Yeah. But if that's something I've tried, and I see you do it, I'm moved by that. <laughs> like a technical exercise and that's all it's supposed to be right. but it's something i have worked on or like not been able to do well and i see you do it i'm going to respond to that in that's a true. more of an emotional way yeah, yeah. than something that i have not tried like with the emotion is. of jealousy <laughs> <laughs> so anything can be emotional yeah anything can be emotional given the right circumstances you're dead wrong exactly next take we love you. See you next time. Um, yeah. No, this, this is a good take. This was yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. It's a hard take also to... Let us know your thoughts on jazz, yeah. intellectual music, fusion, yes. feelings. Email us at podcast at, at mediocre, mediocre at, at bestband.com. Or just DM us on Instagram. Yeah, that one works too. Yeah, actually, easier. that's a little more. Do it, do what you want. We'll get back yeah. to you faster. Do what you, you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's all keep um, talking together for the rest of the podcast. That is- yeah, okay. <laughs> Shout out to Slims. Shout out to King Moody. <laughs> shout friendly out to friendly reminder. reminder. And then shout out to uh, you, the listener you. at home. Don't forget to yes. hit up Illumination Project's Instagram and remind them that we're, that we're beefing, beefing with, hard yeah, yeah. with them. Yeah, hard yeah, beef. Yeah. Tell them why they suck. But then say, big love to TJ. Yeah, big yeah, love, big to, love, the love band. to TJ. But down with IP. <laughs> Thanks to the listener who uh, submitted this question. We're, we're not going to drop any names. No. Yeah. Sometimes we do. Today, we're not trying to out anybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. Thanks for trying. It was a good one. Amen. All See right. you.